0: It's Hey. <laughs> well, wow, my hair really is slicked down. Yeah, everyone is. When I came in today, everyone saying, your hair's slicked You're down. You're greasing a little bit it's, today. Honestly, it's, it's, taking, just...
1: it's taking a lot to keep it down at this point. Really?
2: Yeah. It's fighting all bounds you put uh, on did it?
1: You, did you see the, the newest podcast?
2: The newest? No, I haven't he's, seen it
1: yet. He's had the grace to be wearing hats uh-huh. lately because after a certain point in the day, it it's just... just... It just goes, all right, we did what you want to do. Now we're going to do what I want to
0: do. <laughs> and what just it says, screw wants it, to do gravity. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> is explode.
2: <laughs> well, uh, we didn't really introduce ourselves. Uh, this is uh, another Third Wheel podcast with uh, Ryan. Yeah. Bernie, I'm Bernie. Nice to see Ashley you. Ashley. And Ryan slash
0: Gus, who's around. Ryan, it is now 2014. I want to congratulate you on having an amazing 2013. Thank you.
2: I want to yes. congratulate both of you on having an amazing
0: 2013. And happy New
2: Year to all of happy us. Happy
0: New Year. Yeah. This yes, is so- New Year's Day. Right? Today is New yes. Year's Day. Yeah, we pre recorded this episode of the podcast yeah. because we're recording this uh, yesterday on New Year's Eve just because we all expect to be fully like, uh, disabled. bundled up in bed <laughs> and disabled and moaning. And you probably wouldn't want to watch that as part of a podcast. The hungover podcasts are not fun. Well, the drunk ones are fun. But we're not drunk. There's now.
2: a market for anything. I think we've established that, really. I Whereas, don't know. Austin rule games. 34. Ah, uh, rule
0: 34. <laughs> 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 Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> hungover hungover is, just, is just sad, though. It's really, really sad. I forgot oh, no. the hourglass. You got criticized last week for that, too. I know. That's I'm falling down on the job. Somehow you forgot to turn it over right at the beginning of the podcast, yet we still were short three minutes. Uh, I heard about that three minutes all week long, by the mm-hmm. way. We, we probably
1: were short. talking about something really boring, and uh, and the guys did the, did us the, the favor of like just getting out the of it. The
0: old snip snip. Yeah. Okay, well, what are we talking about today? Obviously, at the end of the year, most of the video game mm-hmm. news has gone by. But, uh, Ashley, you were talking about people are now... <laughs> there's a new trend where people are not buying new video games? Because uh-huh. they want to... They, you were telling me that people don't buy new video games because they want to get through the games they didn't play for Oh, years. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
1: one of the weird things that a lot of gamers do... I think it's weird. Sorry, guys. Uh, one of the things that um, a lot of people do um, as, like, a New Year's gaming resolution is they refuse to buy new games. They set, they set aside their pile of shame of all the games <laughs> that they didn't finish the previous year. And they say, I'm not going to buy any new games until I finish these games. The reason I think that's weird is that sounds a lot like work. That doesn't sound like games. Oh, welcome to Rooster
0: Teeth, by the way. I mean, that's (laughs) why everyone operates with video games around here. Ray and I were just lamenting the fact that the Dead Rising 3 DLC was pushed from December to January. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, okay, do I have to sit down and grind through another 200,000 zombie kills in order to get a fully completed retail game? Or can I just wait until the DLC comes out? We really do approach it like work sometimes. Yeah. Ray just posted that he finished uh, Spartan Assault, uh, and he got done with the grind. And that every time has, he does that,
2: a big what's, grind the, what's a Spartan yeah.
1: Assault grind? Like, what's uh, bad about that one?
2: Every one of the the levels has three specific assault ops uh, challenges, and they can be things that are easy, like you know something that you would normally do through the just playing the game, or they can be things like use a plasma or sorry a plasma grenade to kill forty of an enemy type. That enemy type may only spawn five. In the game. And then you have to make sure you get all of them with the plasma grenades. So there's a lot of, like, just replay the level over and over and over again to grind those out.
1: So has anyone done calculations on how many times you have to play through everything to be able to complete Spartan Assault? Nobody
0: ever wants to do that. Yeah. That's, that's, well, it's like, um, that's it's really sad. like, was it, was it
1: the original Mass Effect where in order to get all the achievements just on the base game, you had to play through a minimum of three times because you had to play a I, majority some, with like each of these different characters? Right.
0: So I had 100% of that uh, game, the first Mass Effect, and you there was uh, achievements, six achievements because there were six companions basically, and there was an achievement for each companion to complete the majority of the missions in the game with that companion. So, every run-through, you would pick two of them and say, I'm only going to use these two for the entire game. But in that game, it meant not just story missions, but, like, side missions as well. I want to say it was, like, 75% of all the missions in the game. And if you've ever played a Mass Effect game, Ooh. Ooh. there are a lot, a lot of, missions. of missions. Yeah. And in Mass Effect, the first one, it was like... There were, you would land and you'd have to drive the, the Mako across this terrain to reach a base... And it was basically four bases, and you had to assault the same four bases about a hundred times.
1: That right there, that is actually why I stopped playing Mass Effect twice. <laughs> the, like, I, when I first went to play Mass Effect, everyone was telling me that it was amazing, I was going to love it. And I, you know, I created my character, I was really proud. I was in, you know, I was like, this is pretty cool, it's a little bit stark up to this point, because there's just like some giant building on a snow planet. Mm-hmm. And then I get in this... Like Noviria?
0: Noviria is the game. <laughs> and then
1: I get in this... truck. the well, I think, think of it as tr- truck tank. Mako. And uh, driving along. And I died so many times. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually not having any fun.
0: mm No. And I
1: was like, it's okay. I'll come back to this later.
0: Yeah, you're fighting never those big d- death and walkers point, in yeah, that. Yeah, at that point yeah.
1: you just never do. Is it weird though never that... never do. Yeah, that, that was terrible.
2: Like that mechanic was was really awful in the first one. And yeah. then it went away completely in the second one, pretty much.
0: It got they every it. every time, yeah. every iteration of the sequels. It went got a you could scan right. the planet from afar.
1: That was the worst though. That was what replaced that was the tedium mm-hmm. of the second game was scanning every planet that you got
0: near. Well is it weird though that At by least it's the time better than you- driving physically on the planet to find all that stuff. Yeah, is it weird though that by
2: the time you got to the third game you started going Man, I kind of want to drive that thing again. Yeah, right? no, and they I, had a, a DLC that brought that back for a little while, didn't they?
0: Isn't anything like that? Like, here, we actually have a picture of the the Mako that you drive in Mass Effect 1. Oh, the memories of, like, trying to get over hills <laughs> oh, and bobbing around. I hate it yeah. so much. And it had a cannon on top. But you would literally just drive, like, across terrain like this. And it, this was, I think, maybe a hundred planets or so. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I miss it with the jumping and all that. But it is definitely one of those things where, and this is a lot of video games, is that... When you go through the grind, once you're done with it, that does become a thing of, like, I went through that. You know, you should have to go through that, too. Like, you kids playing Mass Effect 3, where you can hit a button on the solar system view and scan everything in your region and see what's available. that As opposed to, like, driving across the surface and trying to find a little box that appears somewhere <laughs> on your map. That was a, yeah, a but, bad deal.
1: But you get into that, and then you're just talking this same sort of, um, mm-hmm. like, uh, the Red Ring of Death, where eventually it becomes a symbol of your dedication to gaming. <laughs>
0: yeah, you
2: think we're going to end up with like the old like Elk Lodge like where people, old, old gamers gather together and they have are, like are we that already PTVG you know post traumatic video gaming <laughs> and they're like oh I remember when I had to drive over these things with the Mako.
0: I had a funny conversation with Jeff where we were talking about it. Peggle Two just came out and it took him like a week to complete Peggle Two. It's like sounds like the Spartan Assault system where uh, on Peggle Two there's three achievements you have to achieve on every single level like three little goals and then there's the achievement to get all of those. And there's little stair steps along the way. He finished Peggle Two in I think four days, and it took him four and a half years to finish the first Peggle on Xbox. And he
2: outsourced that too. I mean, it was not he just him. It? Well, it was him and Griffin and Gavin uh. and Millie all working together to do that.
0: It was a community effort.
2: Yeah, they, and then they do it for each person's gamertag too. They go from person to person completing the game.
0: Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. How does that work? So they just like, oh, we know how to beat this level now, so yeah, we'll go uh-huh. on? That's too funny. See, I just... I do that with Lego games in my kids. Oh. It's like a big debate on the first pass-through, uh-huh. who we're going to do it with, and it's like some achievements unlock, like the level achievements unlock, but the really big ones like Discover All the Red Bricks, those are games we've got to play through again and again and again to get all the achievements, and then we just, we just have to do it. <laughs> have to do it.
1: See, there's some games that I get that completionist bug. Peggle is not one of them. Oh, really? It's going to be, mm. nope, it's going to be Final Fantasy. It's going to be, like, the, yeah, you're it's crazy. Gonna be the stupid big ones, honestly. It's going to be, the, it's gonna, like, the multiple Skyrim hour playthroughs. And, yeah.
0: Mm. She has a game. Uh, what's the game you have where it's it took you, like, 150 hours to get to, like, 99% completion, and you realize you missed that one was, sword?
1: No, that was Final Fantasy 13. Yeah. Um, there was, so, like, you get all these achievements, but there's one achievement that's to, at some point, have every item in the game in your inventory. But to do so, you have to farm these giant, like Brontosaurus motherfuckers that are just like they could. The, all, all they do, you know what their attack is? They just stomp, and the earthquakes will take care of you. Apparently. Well, it's, you it's know, just,
2: their necks are very sensitive. You, don't wanna, <laughs> they can't relax. You,
1: you just have to farm them like over and over and over. And there's only like three in this area, and it's just it's not fun. It took me 40 hours just to get like one thing that I needed off of them, and after that, I was like. Nope, I'm done. I'm out. You know and what? after that I lost my saves anyway, so that really, <laughs> that's that's <also> worst. <laughs> that really sealed the deal. I lost my
0: Mass Effect two save when I moved from USB stick to the cloud. I'm not sure why I didn't transfer that one, but I didn't and I lost my USB stick. Mm. Yeah. Which in that game, that's like a six year investment in that. Is this it? Is this yeah, the like uh, Final Fantasy thirteen? Is this what you did?
1: Yeah, Final Fantasy thirteen. So, um, so we got This, this is this is actually the one that we're showing on screen is actually the new one that um, comes out in the US in February. Um, but in, in Final Fantasy, I'm, am I thinking of 13? I might be thinking of 13 too. Gonna be honest, not my favorite set of Final Fantasies.
2: Mm. It was
1: like, I, like after playing through two of the games, I still have no idea what they're about.
2: It's a franchise that well, no, no, you'll never, never understand me. what it's about. That's the understanding what it's about is not part of the Final Fantasy series. But are, I don't think. But
1: there are previous Final Fantasies that I'm fine with, like ten. And I think the one that you were thinking of is uh, that I didn't complete is ten two, because I played through. The, oh god!
2: I hear that was pretty pretty dress up.
1: It was. It the story was like sickeningly sugary J poppy. It was you know just like too girly, and I was at the time. Even at the time, I was like, <sighs> I didn't like Barbies <laughs> when I was little, but. The dress fear battle system was brilliant. Dress
0: fear battle system, is mm. that what you said?
1: Yeah, you, you laugh at it, but they're actually bringing it back. Final Fantasy, the new Final Fantasy thirteen, Lightning, Lightning Returns, has the same thing where you essentially switch classes.
0: I've laughed at a lot of things that they bring <laughs> back in later Final Fantasy sequels, let me tell you. I mean, a lot, a lot, <laughs> Final Fantasy to me is like, after you play for five minutes, you say, like, okay, I can just multiply this experience by about 1,000 or 10,000, and that's the entire game. It's like, uh, even the, the, the one that everybody goes, Crazy Force Final Fantasy seven with cloud. I
1: never played it. Really? I never played seven and I never played eight. I stayed right out of that debate. The first one I did was ten and then I went back to nine. And then I think I played a little bit of six and I played one and two. But I just skipped seven and eight. I was like, I, this is not something I yeah. want to get in the middle of. Yeah. To I me, there's a there's a too. there's a war brewing between those well, two. Well they keep
2: remaking it. I mean Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven's been remade, I think, more than any other game, if I'm not
0: mistaken.
1: Yeah, well and seven and eight just got released on Steam. Last year.
0: You know what's crazy is that this year in 2013, or this year we just finished, is that the last Mass Effect DLC came out this year. Uh That seems like a franchise has been dead for like a couple years now, the Mass Effect 3. Well, 3 came out last year, right? Was it last year? God, it seems like all that hubbub about the ending And by last year, you mean
1: 2012.
0: Yes. Wait, summer of 2012. Yes, right? February
1: 2012. No, I remember broke my calendar that was brain. I actually I think I blamed <laughs> I think I blamed Mass Effect partially for why Kingdoms of Amalur didn't do very well because it released right between Mass Effect 3. You
0: might be the only and, person who blames Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> no, and really and well. uh,
1: and Final Fantasy like 13. So uh-huh. just two basically blockbuster franchise RPGs and I do think of Mass Effect very much as an RPG.
2: It is. Yeah, and I can see it Certainly, if someone's shopping for an RPG, Mass Effect had a, enough lineage that it could really kind of suck the market.
1: Yeah, and, well, and there was just so much attention around that game at that time because it was the conclusion of the trilogy and all that.
0: March, March of two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. That's when Mass Effect three was released. That's
1: crazy. And to it think just
0: about. It, this year, it was over like about a year that the uh, the DLC was coming out. And I actually just mm-hmm. wrapped up yep. the Citadel March DLC. March fifth.
2: It was when the Citadel DLC came out. Yep, uh, this year.
0: Yeah, and I or just start
2: 2013.
0: It might last be last year. My stack of shame, or what do you call it? <laughs> the wall of shame. Um, I had to finish shame. pile of shame. Whatever. It's the
2: shame takes so many forms. It's really. something <laughs> of shame.
0: <laughs> 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 I had a lump of shame. The uh, but I had to finish that Mass Effect DLC uh, finally, and I was. One, I'll talk to Gus about it next time he's on. But it was that's Mass Effect. Citadel DLC was a little goofy. Really, yeah. I, I'd heard that that was like one of the best DLCs of the year. It was, but it was it was there were some really odd characters in it. There's one character in particular, different tone, wasn't it? it was a really different tone. I felt, I felt, and it was an interesting way to wrap up the entire Mass Effect experience uh-huh. over now many years and a lot of game time. I will uh, probably go back and uh, see the uh, alternate ending that they put out. That I think. That oh, was.
1: I never played that. Nah, I, neither did I. I didn't care enough. I inferred enough from the ending as it was to go. Like I'll be like, all right, so and so steps out of the ship, so and so steps out of the ship. Okay, obviously the shape of the universe has changed, and like I was fine with that. I was like, I was like, okay, they could have done more, but what I'm inferring from all this is that everything is, you know, is very, very different.
0: Like they didn't need to hold your hand and explain everything. Yeah, my kid summed up the disgruntled <laughs> audience though with that. He's, his explanation of the ending of Mass Effect was, "What's your favorite color? Pick your favorite color." Oh, that's your favorite color? That color just destroyed the universe. <laughs> <laughs> he says, then you go back and you load your save game. You say, okay, what's a different color? Okay, that color also destroyed the universe. So he's, yeah. he's really jaded about the ending of Mass Effect. He was not happy with it. I liked it just fine, but I know I'm really in the minority when it comes to that. We've talked about that a lot in the previous That's the actually RT one podcast. of my pile
2: of shame. I have to
0: finish Mass Effect 3. You haven't finished it the, all yet?
2: No, I've played 1 and 2, but I haven't finished 3 yet.
0: Are you, have you started Mass I, Effect 3? I
2: started it, and then that was... Uh, Forget, I think we were, went right into a bunch of launches, and I fell off of it. It happens.
1: Is it, is it because Miranda's butt didn't feature heavily? I'll bet it was.
2: Uh, man, I never did go through the, the chain of events to get Miranda's butt in the second one, so.
1: No, no, not, I mean, but she, her butt's featured heavily no matter if you go That's through true. the series together. They get have a all. lot
0: of low angles. <laughs> that just somebody, kinda, somebody it's f- like the full moon. Somebody figured out why her butt fig- figures so prominently in the Mass Effect 2 Cutscenes? It's because Miranda is a moon of Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what somebody figured out. So that was like, that's not the subtext, that is the text. <laughs> oh,
1: look at that. Look at that. It's up on the screen. There we
2: it go. There's Miranda's butt. That's Miranda's hey, hey, butt, man. Von Stravinsky. Great on yeah. Chuck.
0: You know, listen, You know, as far as eye candy goes, Commander Shepard's not exactly you know, a slouch in that department. Well, hey, he's your
2: build your own hunk or lady hunk.
0: Oh yeah <laughs> hunk. I've seen a lot of YouTube videos Where he just looks ridiculous Yeah <laughs> Miranda is a human, what's, what's the A correction? moon of Uranus <laughs> 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 That couldn't be any more perfect <laughs> But okay So obviously we're talking about games That are a little dated The yep. Citadel DLC Did come out in 2013 uh, But were there any games That you didn't get to in 2013 That you wish that you had
1: There are a lot of games I never played Tomb Raider I didn't really? wait, you might either do that I was looking forward to it it came out everyone loved it I said great I'm so excited somehow never played it I have a copy and well, at this at this point I might wait till the next gen versions come
2: right out. now now the decision is do you wait and catch it I on think, uh, the think, ultimate edition or the perfect edition or whatever they're calling it
1: yeah yeah I think I'll wait mm-hmm. uh, I really want her tress effects. Oh. I want I want her <laughs> hair to hair. interact realistically with the environment strand by strand. Oh,
2: are, are you sure? I mean, we saw what realistic smoke did to it. Every time she jumps, it's all like just this big cloud. Or it's in front constantly of her in, your, it's in your eyes. <laughs> you can't see anything. The camera just
0: keeps getting obscured. <laughs> 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 Look, it, they, it, they pulled up the uh, side-by-side of standard hair versus Tress Effects. Tress Effects sounds like a shampoo commercial. It, does. <laughs> it really does. does.
2: Now with Tress Effects. Are we gonna have digital shampoo commercials before long? You think that's coming?
0: You know, I it was I was well, like, what, what's yeah. the point at which, you know, we're gonna have digital characters that are, are as realistic as, you know, live action characters? We've well passed that point. I mean, now it's like mm-hmm. we're amazed when we see live action characters in a Pixar Pixar movie. Yep. Like in WALL-E. That was amazing. That was crazy to us. But I yeah. have to admit,
2: uh, in on that note, uh Halo Four, the cinematic team there has really stepped it up. There were some moments where that uncount Candy Valley kind of Blurred out for me, and I I wasn't sure if I was looking at uh, live action or CG.
0: Gosh, you know, I should know the group off the top of my head, but the cutscenes are uh, another studio that Mm -hmm. makes them, uh, and they started with the uh, cutscenes in the Halo Anniversary Edition. Uh, The terminals there had these really involved cutscenes that told the backstory of, um, uh, you know, it was all the Halo terminals, and then also the cutscenes they did uh, in Halo 4, the terminals that told the backstory of the librarian and the didact. If you never saw that, they're, just, they're amazing. I love them. And up before, before that, actually, the best cut scenes in the Halo series were in Halo Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. Because those were made by yeah. Blur. Uh, but the new stuff is just blows it away. And I'll have to look up the name of the studio. Or Gus, if you can look it up for me and tell so I can give credit to those guys. They've done a tremendous job.
2: Uh, yeah, and I was impressed at how much uh, of that CG they actually committed to the Spartan Ops as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's a, sort of a side product. I mean, there's no additional income. Really. I wonder Spartan
1: Ops um, did for them. Did you play Spartan Ops on Xbox One? Oh, because it's not out on HWC. Oh, yeah, that's Spartan Assault. So well, right.
2: actually, yeah, I have a gripe with Spartan Assault. Uh, the name is oh, yeah, so let's similar. Okay, let's clarify here what like. we're
0: talking about. You're talking about Spartan Assault. I'm not talking about Spartan Ops. Spartan Ops.
2: I'm, Spartan Ops is what I'm talking about with the okay. CG. Spartan okay. Assault is something I have a gripe with.
1: Right, okay. Okay, yeah. Let's, okay. let's go in order, shall we? Okay. Spartan Ops.
2: So,
0: Spartan Ops. Yeah, there's supposed <laughs> to be another season of Spartan Ops, but uh, I don't. It's a pretty unique deal. Spartan mm-hmm. Ops was a thing they put out. It ran this year, at least part of it did, uh, where they had cutscenes and then they had these long missions. Arguably, I think as a fan of Halo, I think some of the missions in Spartan Ops were really really long uh to finish and
2: pretty repetitive usually. Uh,
0: they were pretty grindy. They yeah. felt. And but the story of Spartan Ops everybody really liked and I wish more people were able to watch the Spartan Ops story without maybe doing all the missions. I know it's weird for a game, but you it, could watch the cinematics I think without I think you had to unlock them. the episodes though to get to them, right? I forget. I think I may not
2: have even finished all the Spartan Ops, but I've watched all the Ooh. <gasps> Oh,
0: that's my fault. Okay. I spilled some coffee, Gus. You should fire Ryan. Wait, oh, no, hold on. I'll be right back. No, I got it's it. You, the new year. Talking about I'll get it. Uh, the uh, yeah. So the Spartan Ops
2: had a continuation of the story from four. So I'm guessing that's what they're using to bridge into Halo Five. It's coming this way. Uh, but slowly. No, it stopped. It's okay. The table is drinking it. <laughs> And after, this is the the miracle of pre-recording, is this doesn't even have to happen. This could not even be here. Like, one minute, there'll be a, a, just a jump, and Bernie will have coffee, and then there will be no coffee. The coffee will be gone.
0: I got you. Keep going.
2: Uh, but, yeah, no. Jumping over to Spartan Assault. So, I got a, an Xbox One for Christmas, and I was really excited about that. You I did figured, not have an Xbox One already? I did not. No. I had not purchased one. Um, so... I figured, all right, I got this Xbox One. You know, I've pretty much played all the release games. Uh, so, What did you spend
0: the most time playing for your Xbox One? Uh, well, I mean, previous to... Well, let me see this real quick. Yeah. So you, you were a little bit delayed getting an Xbox One. I was. What was the first game you had to play? Well, no, see, everything
2: you'd heard. that's the thing is, for my situation, because I work here in Achievement Hunter, like, I had one that was available to me. So I, I haven't not been able to play Xbox One. I gotcha. It's just now I have one at home uh, full-time. Um, so... Uh, you know, I, I got it, and I was like, all right, I bought this Xbox, I've already played all the launch titles, I need to do something new. So I went and tried to get Spartan Assault. Okay. Well, my credit card doesn't work on Xbox One. Okay, we've talked about this before.
1: Yep. No, yours doesn't either, does it?
2: Works on the <laughs> Xbox 360. Oh, really? Yes. I, like, I have, I looked at my transaction history. I used it in October, it worked fine, to buy Worms. Uh, <laughs> yeah. this is this a Worms Golf?
0: Is there a Worms Golf? It's on Steam, I just got it on the Steam holiday sale. I meant to tell I'm you guys about that. Anyway, that. You, you,
1: did you say you got it in the Steam holiday sale? Yeah, I did. That's, that's a separate topic in a minute.
0: <laughs> it is, it is. It <laughs> we'll is. get to that. Now. I had a little bit of a Steam holiday sale problem. <laughs> so. Uh,
2: but, uh, so I tried to get it for a long time, and it just kept telling me no, no, no. I even removed my credit card, put it back in. Still no, no, no. So same card do you, that works. So how do you solve this problem? Because I have to the, the same puppy. You go to the web and it
0: works on the website. You can. I was able to purchase it just through on the website.
1: But it doesn't work for you on the website, does it? It
0: doesn't work for most of the people that now work at Rooster Teeth. We're all having this problem where we can't use our credit cards on Xbox Live, and our solution, all of us have, is that we go to Amazon, buy points Mm -hmm. on Amazon, then go to the Xbox.com website and enter in the code. None of us can figure out why this happened. It started with Gavin, and it spread to basically all of us. Basically,
1: he's infectious.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a Jeff's uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) corporate card that we use for, you know, whenever we're buying stuff for the Achievement Hunter. What?
0: I don't remember. I mean, (laughs) his special money card that he gets from the sky. Uh, You know, that was a question I think somebody asked in the Achievement Hunter panel at RTX this year. It was like, it was, um, I guess it just goes to show, like, the way we present ourselves is so accessible. They said, So, how hard is it for you guys to get new games? Do you have to go to, like, Matt and Bernie to get approval for games? It's like, yeah, like we, like, we would spend half a second trying to tell Jeff what games to buy for Achievement Hunter. It's like, that would be the least <laughs> of our concerns. Here, sorry, bud. Thank you, no problem. And so that one doesn't work either, or that one does work? Uh, no, that one has is, is, is always had problems,
2: and uh, I was... However, it's weird. Like, some days I can use it, and some days I can't, on 360. Now, I haven't gone back, now that my card didn't work on the one, to, to see if it, it still doesn't good. or if it now doesn't work on the 360. Anyway... So I go through all this. I finally get the game. Download it. Install it. Uh, The one thing that you can't do with a console game, what's the cardinal crime of a console game, is that if you play it, it doesn't crash. Oh, right. I know. Yeah. That's impossible. You have a locked hardware system. That's why people like consoles. Crash to desktop solid. doesn't exist. There,
1: yeah, there are bugs. There is no crash right. to desktop.
0: All right, so what are you going to say? to me twice in the what first game? half hours playing that game. Spartan Assault. Spartan Assault, uh, really? You, you may not remember this. I said the exact same thing. I had a crash to desktop, essentially, where I'm just playing the game, and all of a sudden I'm on the home screen.
2: Gone. I, yep.
0: And I have to say, I've never experienced that before. Nope. And it's a weird thing because, in a way, a crash to desktop is a recovery.
2: Mm-hmm. I That's true. I didn't, the
0: OS didn't go down. Like, if a console locks up... That's way worse, but I'm, it's oddly, I'm used to that happening with a console, that it yeah. just, like, locks up hard. I'm like, all right, is this click? Does the guide work? Nope. Uh, okay, I guess I'm unplugging the console. That I've had happen before. But having a crash to desktop was definitely a unique experience.
2: Yeah. And it's really, it, it makes it feel more like a computer, honestly. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, you, crack, you know, just a lockup, like you said, or something that goes back all the way to NES days. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that happened. That's not a big deal. But this weird, like, Oh yeah, the program just doesn't function. Did you have tress effects turned on?
0: Maybe that. Without- well,
2: <laughs> I do like the flowing locks coming out from under the helmets. <laughs> uh,
0: think- that's one of the assault
2: ops, I think actually. Yeah, <laughs> you're your your physics blowing in on. the wind.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, I had that, I did have that same experience. And it, maybe it's because uh, Spartan Assault was initially developed as a Surface game. Uh, uh-huh. Because it was it was released for Windows 8, uh, primarily for, like, Surface tablets and things like that. I don't know if you can call it a tablet. Um, it's a tablet. And then they, they was yeah. a, it's a port, then, essentially, the it Xbox is. One. And I won't pretend to have the level of knowledge that what it takes to port a game from Windows 8 to Xbox One. Or if that's even considered a port, I guess it would be. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think It's still Xbox, a port to some
1: degree, right?
0: Yeah,
2: and I think... You know, I want to say Xbox is running on some distant relative of Windows 8 anyway. Well, yeah. I, think,
1: I think the idea, like what they're calling Metro now, mm-hmm. the idea is that it's basically a cross-platform operating system for mobile, for the tablet, and for, for PC, and for Xbox. Mm-hmm.
2: It's like a UI so concept. I, I, think, yeah. I think the
1: idea is that it, well, it's a UI, it started off as a UI concept, but I feel like they've developed it since then, or whatever it, technology is underlying that. They're trying to make universal across all the platforms so that it's almost not porting. It's optimizing. I
0: thought you were going to talk about the microtransactions, too, in it. Because it has microtransactions in uh, Spartan Assault. And that doesn't hugely bother me, because I've just largely ignored them. uh, Because you can earn it with experience.
2: Yeah, and since I've had that issue that first day, I haven't had another crash. It's been fine ever since then. And I've played another few hours, so... I don't know, maybe it was still installing? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was 100% done before I started it, but. I,
1: I don't think that. I also had is... mine early on, too. It's
2: interesting you say that, and then I don't think I had one since then. You know, we talked about way back when that there were issues whereby they may patch your software and restart the game without warning, and I yeah, wonder yeah, yeah, if that's. Yeah, that is an
1: Xbox One thing. You're right. Well, but they, it, they didn't say it's without warning. They'll tell you, but they'll just say, um, and I think it's mostly for online games, mm-hmm. is. Uh, they, there's, Xbox One has two types of updates. There's like a mandatory, immediate update that you have to take before you can continue playing a game, presumably online. Uh, and then there's uh, optional updates that will say, no, it's cool, you keep playing, and then when you're done playing, then we'll update. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a little bit different. And, the, and crashes to Desktop are actually not isolated to Spartan Assault. Battlefield has been doing it as well. I think there's Ooh, crashes. There's crash to desktops for Battlefield 4 on 360. So it's really yeah. It the so. 360
0: version has the most problems, right?
1: Yeah. Well, NPC. that's uh, that's the one. <laughs> and, and
0: all the versions in China. And all, <laughs> all, the,
1: all the versions everywhere are having problems.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: got, it just got banned in China as being a tool of warfare, essentially, right? Yeah. Cultural like,
1: cultural uh, penetration and aggression. Mostly penetration.
2: That, uh, <laughs> take it easy, mm, take it easy. Hey. <laughs> So yeah, Battlefield. No, I think seen. there are websites for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Route Thirty Four, <laughs> <laughs> Battlefield Thirty Four. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the uh, but yeah, the Chinese government essentially said that like the it was a way of like taking main or mainstreaming. Asian racism, basically uh, anti. What is it? Sino-U.S. conflict. Sino. Sino conflict. or Sino? I, I looked
1: it up. I looked at the. I looked this up. I looked at the pronunciation. Well, you're
0: the news reporter, so I will <laughs> believe you.
1: I, I've been getting enough guff about pronunciation
0: of Pokemon, so I now look up. What does everything. Sino mean? Why did Why do we say that for, like the Chinese-U.S. conflict? Well,
1: it's not just Chinese-U.S. Um, it's also I think Japanese-U.S. There was um there was a Tibetan thing. There's Korean. Like they just so use it. I think as, I think they just use it as generally. Over
0: there. But they over said, there. Okay. but it's interesting because you you had a news story about it, and even like, can we start calling it the over there U.S. conflict? <laughs> over there, that covers basically that covers everything. Covers yeah. everything essentially. <laughs> Sorry, but Thanks. you you were talking about the the um, the banning of Battlefield Four in China, and they were talking about the different departments that weighed in on it, and they sounded so Orwellian, you know, which was like. The department or the ministry Ministry
1: of culture, or something like that. Yeah, it was like the ministry
0: of information and stuff like that (laughs) weighing in. But yeah, the the game's been banned. Um, You they you can't be currently be played. You can't even look up information about Battlefield Four on their social media sites or on their search engines. It doesn't return results. Well, to be
2: fair though, that's not uncommon. I mean, there's a fair number of games that are banned in China. Yeah, it's not unusual for that to happen.
0: And look, I mean, it's like when something is seen as anti-American, we don't have it like usually on a government level, but like on a cultural level. Americans will get very upset about anything that's anti-U.S. So I get it, you know, I get it. Can
1: you imagine a game where the U.S. is an aggressor and you have to go into the U.S. and bomb them into submission?
2: I was just thinking about that, how it would feel if that was turned around on on us. And, I mean, pretty much most of the, a lot of the... The games are made or sold primarily here.
0: Still, I mean, it's a large market. So. I mean, even if you think of Japan as being a huge video game culture, our market's so much bigger than yeah. Japan just by population.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, there, I mean, a lot of people have pointed out that uh, Spec Ops: The Line was, uh-huh. to some degree, anti-military, just like in the, the overall like themes and messages and everything. Um, even though it was actually based on uh, some some other some other book, but uh, you still play as an American soldier. Yeah. So well, even if it's not strictly, like, you know, pro-American, pro-military, it's still, you're still American. Well,
0: we were just talking about Mass Effect. Remember when Mass Effect had a, had a like, a, a lesbian scene in it? And then, like, that was what everybody picked up as being, like, an attack on traditional American culture, essentially. You know, I mean, Fox News was reporting on Mass Effect, the sci-fi game, oh, yeah. you know, about that. But imagine, you know, to take this to the, to the political level, like with this Battlefield China thing, what if there was a game that was put out by a European developer and part of the game was where the character had to burn an American flag? You know, you know that would be a huge deal in the U.S., and that would be reported on everywhere. And they
2: would be kind of hesitant to do it because that would cut down on their market share. Actually, there is a, a game called The Glorious Mission, uh, which is a Chinese first-person shooter uh, put out by their military. And it's kind of like... Uh, America's Army? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of like the Chinese version of America's Army. Really? It's used as a recruiting tool. Uh, and I imagine that there may be, you know, conflict with American soldiers at some point because who else do you fight
0: listen cultural sensitivity is definitely a thing and video games are always a target for that Uh, i mean constantly anytime there's a crisis in any part of the world video games are we know it's coming that shoe's gonna drop i remember after 9-11 everyone was uh you know reacting to it and i remember the first thing that was like a kind of a red flag for me like are we going too far with all this reaction was they pulled the twin towers out of flight simulator because oh, they yeah. didn't want people crashing simulated planes into the like somebody really? thought ahead that far of like they didn't want people like recreating 9-11 in flight simulator so they pulled the they pulled the twin towers out. Uh, uh, I mean, I can see how that might just be sen- sensitivity, but it's yeah, pretty hypersensitive. Yeah.
1: Uh, so the, the theme, um, actually, what Spec Ops: Line was based off was Heart of Darkness. Really? So, yeah. Well, that's like Ooh, the Joseph like, the, Conrad. like the, the underlying themes was was very Heart of Darkness.
2: I tried to really hard not to read that book in school.
0: <laughs> Me too. I man. think succeeded. Me, I succeeded. I tried the same thing. <laughs> Just watch Apocalypse Now and you're fine. I'm going to check my, my information here. But uh, a game that I didn't play this year that I want to get around to playing is Battlefield 4. I actually was a huge Battlefield 1942 fan. Um, when it first came out, Gus and I would play that constantly uh, back in the drunk gamers days, um, and uh, we, would, we would play the demo of Wake Island because we were oh, too poor to so buy much. the full version. We of the didn't. Game.
1: Now, didn't that that demo came out like the week that the game also came out? I was h- mm-hmm. having a land party with a bunch of friends, so we were just like camped in for the weekend, and we played that demo so much. That we ended up going out to the store, buying the game, and playing nothing but that for the rest of the weekend. We weren't even—we didn't even mean to play it. It was almost an accident. It was so good. I will never forget Wake Island.
0: It was a great the, <laughs> back in those days. <laughs> it was a great land party. Game. We're back to the Elk Lodge here. never
2: forget
0: But man, the—I uh, I think it was one of the most underrated arcade games that came out in the 360. Was Battlefield 1943 when they put it back? You out. think it was
2: underrated? It seemed like it did very well. Maybe it?
0: I just was remembering it. Uh, you know, it's lasting longer. But mm-hmm. I, you know, the 1942 when people. played... Played it. 1943 seemed like it was awesome, and then nobody was playing it. Like, oh, well, it did have a very
2: limited map list, right?
0: I think it had, I think I say like four or five maps. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So I
2: mean, if you don't continue to add maps to that, I can see how it would die off pretty fast.
0: I guess so. I guess so. But Battlefield was one of the first games, the the franchise where. They introduced different classes, and you could play a support class, which you could play either medic or an engineer. And I thought that was amazing that you weren't just a guy running around shooting, and that wasn't your primary goal. So I've always liked the Battlefield franchise, but I haven't played Battlefield 4 this year. And I don't really feel like I'm missing anything because of all the reports of how buggy it is. Well,
2: you know, I'm really curious about that to see if it's how widespread that really is. Because that's the kind of the thing that happens in the Internet age is as soon as somebody has a problem... Everybody Everyone has a, a problem. problem. Yeah, There have been a lot of people that are I've seen commenting saying, no, you know, it's all working fine for me. I've yeah. seen a
1: lot of that, too. But at the mm-hmm. same time, EA is not the kind of company that's going to halt work on future content for it if it's not a pretty significant issue. Yeah.
2: It does seem like the lawsuits came out quick on this one. I mean, there were people just waiting in the wings to jump on them for this one.
1: Well, no. Well, I mean, it did take time after launch. I mean, it came out, what, end of October. And, you know, they didn't happen until after EA said, well... We fucked up. I guess we should finish the game before we make stuff uh-huh. for it. And af- after that's when um, when the lawyers came out.
0: I mean, looking ahead to 2014, I know I've talked about this a couple of different places, but looking ahead to 2014, I would like to get away from the trend in video games where we're putting out stuff that's not done, even on consoles. It's just like when consoles became more online and there were patches and things like that, people were kind of crying that this was going to happen. I was like, ah, no, everything needs to be online. It'll be great. But now it's like with... You know, things crashing, buggy games coming out for console, and they know they can fix them after the fact. And now with Steam with early access, I just I don't like the trend. So I, what's the uh, yeah.
1: what's the saying said? It said, um if it's late, it's late once. If it's bad, it's bad forever.
0: Yeah, who said that? That's a great video game quote. Mm-hmm. When they delay a game. If it's late, it's late until it comes out. Right. But if it's bad, it's bad forever.
1: Yeah, Which, like and well and although there are a lot of companies that are doing they they can't win if they push games. So um like Ryan was saying, Ubisoft pushed um, watchdogs, Watch Dogs and their stock took a hit.
2: Yeah, it went down just for doing
1: for, the right for thing, it, really. For doing the right
0: thing. He, I mean, trying to complete I mean, I, the game. Like but that's that, obviously going to affect that quarter's revenues as well if they don't have a major launch. I mean, video true. games are like movies where they make a lot of money in the first weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, um, you know, so it's in a, a lot of ways companies can't win. There were a lot of people saying, I'm glad Watch Dogs has been pushed. I'd rather play it when it's out. But then you also, the thing with the internet is that the people who are unhappy are the loudest. And so no matter what it is you do, the people you're going to hear from are generally the ones who are dissatisfied with whatever you've done. Mm-hmm. The people who are supportive and happy and all that, they're generally just like, okay. And they go on and they do something else. Yeah. But the people that are angry, you know, make it very, very clear. So you generally only hear from the people that are not happy.
2: It's like inter- internet anger has almost become a
0: profession. By the way, that quote, Miyamoto said that. Really? really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Miyamoto. thought it. I thought it was uh, a yeah, like a developer. Miyamoto. Yeah. He said, a game that is delayed is eventually good, but a game that is bad is bad forever. I mean, if you, put, so if you rush something to put it out and it's bad, you can't ever change that. But now, I guess maybe you can. Well, but you definitely lose the momentum that you had at launch. Right. Like it's
1: at it's the, hard like to like get at people this point, back. At this point, they could fix every problem in Battlefield 4, and they've still lost. They've lost it.
0: It's really weird. It's, it's,
2: we've moved away from the center of a functional working game. Yeah, we, we've, we've, of a release. Yeah, we've started, either we're pushing it out front and we're just massively testing it before it ever comes live. So much so that you've played the people, game. We're charging people Yeah, charging people it. to get in early and, and test it. And then we've moved it out this way to, well, we'll just patch all the, the fixes in. And the target of a game that just works is gone.
0: Yeah. Firefall is a game that's been played by people for years now, a PC game. They just went through a major reorg of their executive management and ousted their ceo the game hasn't come out it's like all these they're going through all the things that a video game company goes through and they haven't put their game out yet it's amazing to me it's amazing
1: it's and almost it, like for a lot of games now especially purely digital games the release date is is merely a formality
0: it's like the last beta is the release date. <laughs> yeah and it's and it's like you can even buy it before it's released <laughs> so it's, 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 now it's like i get games on steam it's like oh i bought this game but it's not out yet but I'm playing it.
1: Now, speaking of Steam.
0: That being said, I'm very oh, excited Steam. to get in the Project Spark speaking beta of if this. anybody wants to give me a code. <laughs> I will install Steam, Windows 8 for that.
1: Bernie has a problem.
0: Okay. What's Bernie's he has, problem? He has a
1: Steam sale problem. And I think that there are actually a lot of Steam people who will have the exact same problem. Do you have
0: an idea how many Steam games you have? Just as,
2: uh, it's not as many as you think. I think I've probably 50.
0: I probably have like 140 at this point. But they're not all like, you know, AAA big release titles. But we just went through the holiday sale, and I, I, I put this on Twitter. I said, this is the way I usually react. I see something on Steam. It comes up, and it says, oh, this game is 75% off. And it's like, oh, I've heard a lot about that game. I've always wanted to play that game. I'm going to buy that game. I'm going to buy it, and it says, you already own this game. Do you want to play it? And I go, nah. <laughs> so it's like I don't understand what the psychology is there. It's like I get really excited to buy it, but then when I realize I've got it on my computer right now, uh, I'll just get to it
2: later. You're like a book collector that just puts them on the shelf thinking you'll come back to those later.
0: You know, that is, if there's any argument uh, for piracy that I understand of, like, uh, like, a pirated copy of something doesn't equal a lost sale, it's the people who will just collect stuff. Like, if they get the first episode of, like, Doctor Who, they end up with all of them, even though they never watch a single episode of Doctor Who. That's almost the only one that makes any sense to me because I engage in that behavior, but on an economic level with Steve. You're a digital hoarder. <laughs> I, I, it's really weird. I don't collect anything. I, if I get a game, I will take the disc out and throw away the box. I don't keep anything. I'm not a collector, but digitally, I will get collections of stuff.
2: I wonder if that's going to become a thing someday. Are we going to have like a show for digital hoarders? Or, like you're taking up seven terabytes of space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you gonna, know how that's affecting your family? We're
1: yeah. going to clean your hard drive. For I
2: like don't it. have any room for my pictures. <laughs> do
0: you realize? <laughs> do you realize you had eight bitcoins on this hard drive <laughs> that were getting buried under the? Uh, 5th release of Don't Starve. <laughs> 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 but that's, that's something that I would like to continue in 2014. I started playing this year uh, a lot more of the smaller independent games on Steam, and I've, I've really enjoyed that. I was playing Rust the other day, and it's uh, I, I, I stopped playing because like, okay, I, I'm going to like this game a lot better when it gets a little bit more polish on it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you
1: were playing via early access? I was. Even I, though you don't like early access? I Listen, that's... That's part,
0: weird. I'm, I'm saying this, I have to establish an opinion somehow... Miss. So that's how I established my opinion by engaging in the activity and really listening. Eh, I, I like prefer to just much.
2: make completely uninformed opinions. <laughs> I just take a shoot from the hip, you know?
0: I work on the internet. I don't need to <laughs> be informed about anything. Yeah, but no, it's like I, I do have a lot of early access games right now. I just had a game time with Barb uh, where we played a game called Dungeon Dashers. And I have to admit, one of the reasons why I chose the game, it was early access, was uh, the guy was actively posting in forums and trying to promote his game. And then I went to the webpage and it, it, there was a on the left-hand uh, column, this thing saying, "Are you a YouTube Let's Player? Play our game and let us know." And uh, you know, you, you do whatever you want to with it. Like, well, here's a guy who you know is calling out for that. Let's play his game and see how it is. It's a turn-based uh, kind of a dungeon crawler game. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, it's a, it's not turn-based until you get in combat, and then you have action points and stuff like that. So, but early access, work in progress. It says that all over. Here's a clip of, uh, here's a clip of Dungeon Dashers right here. You have four different characters you play. There's, this is the rider. He's like a thief. And then there's a warrior, a wizard, and an elf. Kind of a classic Tolkien-esque uh, party running through a dungeon. But this is where they're in the turn-based mode, and you have to spend points to, you know, make movements and Sounds use your like actions. Sounds
2: like Shadowrun, the fight part of Shadowrun. Never similar.
0: played it, so I can't compare them. But yeah, it's uh, you know, it's, it's it's turn-based is something I've always liked. Gus and I always like turn-based games. Like I've always mm-hmm. been a big Civilization fan.
1: Turn-based, and I'm I'm actually really happy to still see like isometric views and like non realistic graphics still being embraced mm-hmm. you know not just being like yes I like this retro game it's cool it's classic and all that stuff but like new games being made and people enjoying them without being you know like these huge budget cinematics and everything they can just be sorry. they can just be you know the games and that's I love that I think it's great
0: I think one of the best games I played this year was probably FTL um, where they essentially did turn base but they made it more real time you know so you have to like constantly be on the fly like doing all the stuff I did a I did a game time in that one with Blaine where, yeah, that game, you cannot con- you can't concentrate and talk at the same time while you're trying to play FTL. It just requires too much attention, but... It's a fun game. If you haven't played FTL, I I strongly recommend it. It's one of the better games I played in 2013.
2: That's definitely one of the ones on my to-do list. And it's on sale, I think, right? Well, it was on sale. I I missed it. I think it was like two bucks. It was down to like two bucks.
0: Yeah. I know because I tried to rebuy it.
2: (laughs) 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 Even though I had like 20 hours logged on it. I can't decide if I want to do it on uh, Steam or if I want to get it on iOS, though, because it's moved over to that, right?
1: Uh, I think it's either seen or seeing a mobile release.
0: Mm-hmm. Your kids are nowhere near the point where you're playing games with them yet, are you? Are they? You would be shocked at how my two-year-old can play Minecraft. I wouldn't be. Yeah,
2: It's astounding to me. I mean, he, uh, I have a save file, and I've just built him a little house where he starts every time. And the materials I use to build the house are all in the inventory still. He will tear down the house and then build it back with the materials that he had there correctly placing all the blocks. It's That's astounding. Awesome. The, and this, he can't turn right. Like, he only knows how to turn left. So, he's so he does all that. If he misses it by a degree, he turns all
0: the way around to get back to that spot. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yes, it's an iOS. If I could make is? a okay. recommendation, you should try to get him uh, one of the Surface, like, you know, an mm-hmm. iOS or something, or a tablet version of Minecraft. One of the lighter versions. Because kids really understand. Like the Pocket Edition? No, they just understand that, yeah, that, that that Surface Edition, whatever, you know, it is. For iOS. Is it called Pocket Minecraft? I think, yeah. I think yeah, it's I think, a, so. I think it's a Pocket Edition. Kids understand touch controls intuitively. They understand it. Yeah,
2: he's, he uses my iPad all the
0: time and navigates it. As awesome. well as my wife does. I can't tell you how much I would like to see a video of your two-year-old, just so with no audio or anything, just your two-year-old navigating a world and <laughs> only turning left. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would love to see that. I would love that. Now he's taken to going so to villages this, um, and playing it, with the villages. Is this
1: villagers. the uh, pocket edition up on the screen here? Yeah, because you can tell
0: because they were good, this pocket edition of uh, Minecraft. It's kind of dark, but you see the touch controls on the left there. Okay, so you use those to navigate around. You know, Minecraft, I I played that in, uh, talking about early access games, I mean, I played Minecraft when it was an alpha, and they were adding new features all along, like, I remember, I, it's weird to play Minecraft now where you have to eat, and you have a health bar, and you have experience, that's weird to me, because that, that didn't exist in the version of Minecraft that I played, and um, it was a game I didn't think was going to be portable to anything besides the PC, because just the recipe system and the crafting, I didn't think it was possible, but... They nailed it. In fact, I know people who can't play it on the PC because they don't understand not having all the recipes available to you on the fly as part of a drop menu. Yeah, that's
2: um, always a challenge. But they have mods that will take care of that. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Uh, you know, you know it's, that's kind of an interesting trend that I think sort of started around yeah, 2012, 2013. I'd, I'd really like to see what it can do in 2014 is these games that were successes on larger platforms moving down to mobile... Uh, and getting a second life there. Like, XCOM transitioned from...
0: Such a good game. Yeah,
2: a really good game. XCOM's and great. moved down to iOS now.
1: Well, there's a surprising number. Um, I know that uh, the the remake of Sid Meier's Pirates... Uh-huh. I
2: Now I, on iOS as well.
1: And the second I found out that it was on iOS, I downloaded it. It's not actually a great experience on an iPhone, but on an iPad would be amazing.
0: But it is still... So good. It's still a great... Uh, nostalgia trip to, to play pirates yes you know, a, it, it, play. it
1: is it's so much
0: fun as long as you're not trying to go what was it west no east yeah he yeah. east. East sucked sucks so bad. that one is like <laughs> super
1: slow yeah because yes. the tides and you're the tides tacking against back GO? and
0: forth uh-huh. trying to get through yeah there. Oh. yeah that's we talked i think last week about how much,
2: Baron
0: how much realism do you want in your games it's like do i want to go from you know the from panama to uh Caraco? Do I want to do that? How much time do I want to invest? Let me get out my sextant. <laughs> nope. Yep. So uh, you know, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about 2013. Uh, the big story of 2013 was the release of the consoles of Xbox One and PS4 that dominated the conversation for most of the year.
2: And to be clear, the release of the consoles. There's like... Four games,
0: yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a lot of cross generational games, but yeah,
2: I don't count anything that is available. On, if you just, just start looking at what's available for that platform, because uh-huh. that's really what sells the, the
0: exclusives. Yeah,
2: I mean that's what sells the console. If you can play Battlefield 4 on four different platforms, then it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it's pretty much the same on any flavor. But things like, uh, you know, Dead Rising, Rise, uh, the thing I never remember, Max and uh, the. Shooter game that was not great. Shadow Hellzone? Shadow something.
1: Oh, uh oh God! Yeah, oh, you, you did that. You My just Killzone. Killzone. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, guys. <laughs> the game that
2: left so little impression on me. You, I played, that. you played that. You played that all, all it, the way through that. I haven't played thing. It all the way through it yet. Killzone oh, okay. Shadowfall. Shadowfall. That's there we right. go. Okay. Uh, and then if you look forward into 2014, like when are we getting more exclusives? And we're really not seeing much of anything till March. No. So
1: now Titanfall.
0: Titanfall it hits be...
2: first, I think, on the 11th.
0: Did you play Blacklight? I thought that's what you were talking about. Was Blacklight? Blacklight, was Blacklight is another one of those. That...
2: is another one of those that I don't really count because it was it's been on the PC for a while. Okay. now. it's yeah. not a new title. DC Online, Blacklight. Uh, it Warframe. also launched
0: as a beta, which is yeah. Oh, still... uh, look at look at they got on the screen here. They got they got pirates oh, up for it's us. Pirates.
2: <laughs>
1: I loved this game. I would play through this, and every time I was like, "All right, which busty lady would I like to marry this time?"
2: <laughs> yeah. I, and like, I
1: also love that you measured. You, did you ever notice that they measured their attractiveness by their bust?
2: Really? really? It was yeah, a ones,
1: the, the ones that were like so and so's plain daughter, and she was flat as a board, and then so and so's super hot daughter, and she was just like. Stacked.
0: Well, allow me Boom. to look at <laughs> all. Let me see what I can find. Jessica
2: Rabbit style. Yeah, it
1: was. It was. I always thought it was really funny. You have I did to move not them by that. like dance steps.
2: Yes, I was a terrible dancer. You had to read their <laughs> their hand signs as they.
1: Yeah. Oh, I you know, remember. I, I played I had the combo
0: version, so there wasn't any dancing in that one. It was all just sword fighting. That was the only minigame that was in the thing. And, mm-hmm. of course, the, the ship-to-ship battles, uh-huh. which were just amazing. And there's some of that in Assassin's Creed 4, but I have yet to play that as well.
2: Yeah. I haven't played it yet, either. Yeah. And yeah, yet I've, I have people in my office that have played it through on both 360 and Michael the and Jack yeah. are just,
0: like, tearing that game up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we we got it. I've started playing it a little bit. Got through the tutorial. Making progress. <laughs>
0: she got a little frustrated playing got that got tutorial. So ma-
1: I got so mad. Really? There was... um. So one of the things is I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm trying to, like, I I wanted to complete everything on that island, you know, before moving on. And one of the things is I guess you can collect, um, like, tunes, like shanties. And uh, I was, I got so furious because it's one of those things where you run at something and he just goes, all right, I'll climb this or I'm going to leap off to the side of this. And it's really precise, but it was, it's... It required so much more precision than I had at that point because I was still getting used to the controls. So I sat there for a half hour just shouting at the screen, being like, no, you motherfucker, go that <laughs> way. I was so mad at that character that I was I was going to go drown him.
0: She took a break. She took you a had to walk break. away? had wow. to walk away. We've all had moments like that. Yeah. I, I will say like, I've
1: never broken a controller, but I do have to take breaks. I've
0: broken a controller.
1: And I should, I should probably I go like chop wood or something.
2: Broke a desk with a controller. boat anchors were tough. What I said? I said I broke a desk with a controller. Those boat anchors were tough. Yeah, the
0: uh, the old what? Xbox. Uh, I broke a. The Duke. Uh, I put a Duke, dent. I put yeah. a dent in a desk with a Xbox controller one time. Wow. Because I just was like, it was a, it was a machinima shot in Reverse Blue, and it's like if you miss it, then it's like an hour of setup to try it again, and then you know somebody throws a grenade. That was always a problem when we'd set up all the characters in Red vs. Blue. You'd go to set the controller down, and you'd always accidentally tap the grenade button and chuck a grenade right in the middle of your entire setup, and everybody dies, and you're like and then you gotta (laughs) wait for the blood to clear and all it's like yeah so there was a couple times where controllers went through desks and stuff like that that's what started the habit of like punching holes in people's desks. <laughs> we used to that at Jeff's desk at the old office. Gman Hunter. Every time he left for a vacation, we had a golf club. and We just put holes in it. Now Gavin's <laughs> desk is the big victim.
2: Pretty much. He gets you can thank Gus for that. He yeah. was the one that started it. <laughs> Continuing <laughs> the tradition.
0: It is. Somebody's always got the center of abuse. It always works that way. Uh,
2: well, you know, Assassin's Creed 4 is one of those games where I really want to play it, but I, I feel obligated hey. to play. <laughs> I haven't finished 3 yet. And I feel obligated you to know, finish three. That's my shame file. I don't think, my, you, ha- I don't think you
1: have to, though. But I that mean, finishes that arc,
2: though. Like uh, I, I want to know yeah. what happens.
0: Three finishes the arc?
2: Well, that finishes... finishes uh, um,
1: finishes the what's-his-name's arc, right? Yeah. The, the dude.
2: The, yeah, the dude. I do, I,
1: I do not care about... No, dude. Ezio no, finishes out two. in Brother... Put. Right, he was the two series. It was trilogy. Yeah, it was like there was Assassin's Creed two, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, the, the and Assassin's guy. Creed something. Because like. Assassin's
0: Creed, Assassin's Creed two, Assassin's Creed two A, Assassin's Creed two B, <laughs>
1: essentially. But now you've got. I mean, they they're doing a lot and of
0: then things. Three, four. By the way, Fantasy. Gus says you broke a Duke with your bare hands. I did. I I, I snapped <laughs> a controller like this one time. And, um, and the
2: guy's name is. Desmond. I used to be a much angrier like person. person. This thing because it looks like I know the answers. It just I'm on a delay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> my my brain kept being like, Damien, no,
0: no. It's it's a, it's a different name. He's the modern world guy who gets in the yes. animus. Is that what it is? Yeah, Correct. the animus.
2: So that's the uh, end of the uh, that trilogy. So I, I want to find out what happened to
0: Desmond. Aren't I played any- one. I loved one. I got lost in two. All the iterations of two. I just got. I don't know where I fell off. In that yeah, game I liked. Taya.
1: I liked two, and I meant to play the other ones. But it's one of those things where you um, like. It was very much like Tomb Raider for me, where I was excited for it, I was looking forward to it. It came out. I meant to, somehow never did. Yeah. There's a lot of games that, like, I don't, I don't know how. One day you reach my level, I well, you'll buy it on like them.
0: every available platform and still not play it. That's, I, <laughs> that's maybe. What I maybe
1: that's why I just don't bother to get it. As I assume you already have it.
0: Yeah, probably. That's my Steam. You know, say, do we have Assassin's Creed 4? I find on Steam though, I will, I refuse to buy anything that's available on a console still. Yeah. Almost anything.
2: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I still kind of gravitate towards. The Steam achievements are nice, but I, it's not as driving a force as the Xbox achievement system. Well,
0: I There's something about achievements, and I kind of got worried when the Xbox One came out that they started putting achievements in, like, TV watching and stuff Media, like that. Media, yeah. Yeah, I like the fact that, or even, like, Dead Rising, I, the standard achievements where there's a 1,000 points per game, and they break them up, and there used to be more standardization of how many achievements per game, like, typically 20, and then Orange Box had 99 achievements. Yeah. Um, I like that better, but even, like, now with the Xbox One, they have those challenges, which look yeah. like achievements, but aren't achievements. Or Are
2: zero-point
0: achievements. Yeah. They
2: go in your achievement record forever, I suppose. Yeah,
0: I'm I about the achievement system. Luckily, it's almost impossible to find on the Xbox That's One. That's true. And so, it's very slow. Yeah. Extremely tedious to navigate. And
1: to even check it, you have to leave whatever you're playing.
0: Yeah. I never thought that the story of the Xbox One with all the hubbub about... You know, being always online and all the other thing, and the connect having to be connected. I never thought my biggest complaint would be that the interface is a step backwards from the three hundred and sixty. That was a surprise to me. Uh, is that we went and played uh, Citadel DLC, and I was commenting, "Wow, the Xbox three hundred and sixty interface just makes way more sense, and I can actually find stuff."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It, and I don't think I ever mentioned this, but they did a lot of uh, testing just in general of cross between the PS four and the three hundred and sixty or the Xbox One, and it's kind of embarrassing, really, what the Load time before gameplay, just the general UI responsiveness uh, between the PS4 and the Xbox, because the Xbox just gets demolished. Really? I mean, it's something like average of thirty to forty-five seconds to start a game on PS4 versus five minutes on the Xbox One. It
1: takes five, five minutes, minutes to start a start game, a game? on game Xbox
0: One when minutes? you
2: start installing from like put oh installation. In. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see like what you're saying. the the optimization of that stuff. On the PlayStation is far better.
0: PlayStation has a generation of experience ahead of. They do, uh, yeah. They you had to install the games on the PS3 mm-hmm. or the majority of them. Though. So
2: they figured out, I think, most of their bugs early, and then.
1: Well, and I think the PS4 did something really smart. Where I think it's it's less installation, more caching. Right. So it's you can you can put it in, you can almost immediately play. Where you're right, Xbox One goes. All right, I'm glad you bought this. Mm, stay right there. Yeah. We have to Hang install some stuff and do it, and then you'll be able to play it. But you know, it's almost. You feel bad a little bit. You remember when you could... Here we go. We we're going to go at the Elk Lodge. Do You remember when you can just... You, <laughs> we you, need hats. You get a console, and you buy a game, and you put the game in. Like, you get it Christmas morning or whatever. You hook it up, you put the game in, and you play the game. And go. And now you have to plug it, in the, plug it into the internet, then you have to download the first um, system update for the whole thing, and then you can put in a game, and then you have to install the game. You might have to download some updates for the game. But then, in a couple hours, after all that stuff... You can play games, don't I worry.
2: actually saw people recommending that if you were buying your kids a console for Christmas... Freddie Wong said this, I think. Really, yeah. did he? To yeah. hook it up beforehand? Yeah, hook it up and get it all installed so that they could just play. Because so it was going to be such a long yep. startup process.
0: And also, everyone would be doing it on Christmas morning. Yeah, it, that's it, a good And point it, too. it
1: caused problems for every game network. Xbox Live, um, I think some of the Xbox One services were limited for a short period of time. PSN was down for most of a day. Or at least, the not not the whole PSN, I think, but the store... It was, was?
2: yeah, parts of, it was coming, and in, some fits people were having issues.
1: where, like their friends lists were not loading. They were saying zero, all that stuff. So people were having issues with that. Steam was down. Nintendo, yeah. Steam went down, but that's because they gave Left for Dead Two away for free. That's
0: it right. Well hurt a little bit, yeah. Uh,
1: they were,
2: and they just hit a landmark of seven point eight million concurrent users. I think. Really, wow. they
1: just yeah. passed seven, like. Last month,
2: not to derail what you were talking about, but I thought an no. interesting anecdote. And
1: then Nintendo went down for two days. <laughs>
2: you know, they
1: well, but they had they had some significant problems. Mm-hmm. So they um, they released Pokemon Bank in Japan on Christmas Day, and so you take you take all the people downloading Pokemon Bank there. They had I think I want to say four million sales in like the first week of Pokemon X and Y just in Japan. Like it's that big there. So you have all these people who've been waiting months to get Pokemon Bank downloading that, plus you have all the people who just got a Wii U or a 3DS or a 2DS, probably. Some people did. Still <laughs> haven't seen a 2DS.
0: I still have not seen a 2DS anywhere.
1: Um, you people c- keep
0: sending pictures of boxes on shelves. That's not seeing a 2DS. I've seen pictures of a 2DS. You're waiting
1: to see someone use a 2DS. I want to see it.
0: I can't even see it on display at stores. There's not a 2DS. I've never seen one.
1: No, you're I- right. We went to we went to Best Buy, and there's a, there's a 3DS right there, and they have a picture of a 2DS. Right. They're like, this is what this is. Would you like to buy it? You can't See, you can't touch it, but you could buy it, but you won't. Right. Um, and people, people
0: keep sending me pictures of the picture, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> where, show me somebody with a 2DS in their hands. I want to see hands. Banana yeah. for scale. I want to <laughs> see it in person. I want to see it in person. I want to see it.
1: But, yeah, between that and all those people, I guess, trying to sign up for Nintendo network IDs and download stuff from the eShop, Nintendo went down.
0: Pokemon Bank and all that, too? Yeah,
1: it crashed. It was having issues for two days, so they actually took the whole network down for 12-hour maintenance.
0: Wow. It's a
2: lot of maintenance. It's a lot of maintenance.
1: That's a lot of
0: wrenches. I think
1: it's a lot of reboots.
0: (laughs) I think I think when I look back in two thousand thirteen you you i thought had a great summation for it, which was it was the year of oops we launched this <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I think two thousand and thirteen was the year of basically and this is not good for the industry as a whole i don't think it was the year of lowered expectations like um and you can look at the consoles and all the fervor about the consoles, but that always happens with consoles lowered i think it it didn't with the
1: three sixty i don't feel anyone was let down by the three sixty
0: it was also they were spaced out that year they were the there was a year between the three sixty and there the p s three but I think this year it's like I think the best example that I can use is all the hype uh, that was going into the launch for GTA V, and everyone was so excited about it. And we talked about the problems with Battlefield and all that, but I mean, GTA, GTA Online came out. It was just like, you remember all the posts where people were like circling shacks in the in the trailer of like, what is this shack on the mountain? What is this? What is this Do you remember
1: people from the just from the trailers managed to map out all of like the entire game world? Yeah they managed to figure out things that you wouldn't believe just by just by taking that information and extrapolating it. It was really brilliant. People were really excited.
0: And Rockstar doesn't Rockstar does not they got a picture of the people finding the shack and like trying to figure out what the shed, sorry, that's what it was. <laughs> seeing what is in this motherfucking shed. That's what somebody wanted to do the first time they played GTA. But I, and then GTA Online came out, and it was just like it just fell flat on its face. And that doesn't ha- ever happen with Rockstar, and it never really recovered. It's now a hacking nightmare, yeah, a modding there's nightmare. Been some
2: serious money issues going on there. And you know. tell me,
0: people were like changing time of I day. I saw
2: someone people some comments reporting that they were actually seeing yeah someone taking control to the extent that they could change the weather and time. of well, day. Well,
0: now you you can actually
1: do that to some degree with the creation tools, like the like the racing tools. I think you're supposed to be able to either in this version or, like, in the unreleased version that was initially leaked, you could change time of day for the activities, like the races. Like, if you were going to have a night race, you could do that. Uh-huh. Um, but I've so, like, heard people getting in a lobby and a dude
0: shows up and gives everybody $100 million now. Yeah, and I the think lobby. they
2: just slid out a hot fix to kind of prevent the, the, those fake lobbies from existing. But yeah. at the
1: same time, like, the economy has been broken since The economy launch.
2: is really troubling part of that. Because, I mean, this is it, since we do a lot of these free play type Let's Plays, it ends up costing a lot of money to do that kind of thing. I mean, it's expensive in in-game currency, and as I start to play through that, I start to feel pressured to buy money. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't come up against the wall have they, yet. Have they
1: added those back in? Back they, in. Never, they never actually announced when they put those back in. All they announced was when they took them out.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's slid back in there. I think it's like 20 bucks for $1.2 million, something like that. Uh, so, I mean, the market for free ways to get money is going to be pretty big, because otherwise you just can't really experience the game like you can't even run a job without paying an entry fee you have to have some money to do any of the online but so then how the do game. you get
1: money to do that
2: well you can do things like rob stores rob armored cars things like that right oh
0: it's it's gga you'll find ways to make money. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> steal cars i mean somebody will help you out there's ways to make money but it's rule 34 it's kind of <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there'll be there'll be somewhere to do it but like, I don't want to, be, I want to be all negative. I mean, there was a lot of great things that happened in 2013. Yeah. I mean, we got the, the consoles coming out is always a good thing because they'll get better over time. Mm-hmm. We learned that from the last generation. What are you guys looking forward to in 2014?
2: Well, I will say before we jump to that, there is a positive note for GTA five that I want to go ahead and throw in there before we get too far away from it. They've now started, uh, since they released the content creation packs, they've now rolled out 10 officially sanctioned uh, game types that people have created. So that's going to start becoming a bigger thing. where community using the tools and creating game types that... Rockstar will then seal of approval on them.
0: Has GTA Online, though, has it missed its moment in time?
2: Uh, they're still getting a fair number of users. Uh, and Do we know that? It's one of those things where GTA 4 had such a long life. True. I think they really play the long game. Yeah. Like, GTA is one of those games that a lot of people will come back to in lulls of other titles. Yeah. And see what's new in GTA Online. So I think it'll... And the long game, they'll still have...
0: But sometimes I like that, but can you really compare the long tail of a Minecraft to, like, the long tail of a GTA or a Skyrim? I mean, they become, like, I see posts all the time about people, like, in GTA 4 making the reflections on cars, like, hyper-realistic, and it looks amazing. But it's like, everyone's like, that looks amazing! I'm not going to sell that, you know? And it's just like, right. they just don't do that. And how big is that base? You well,
2: know? I mean, that's the mod community for 4 is what really stretched out its lifespan. So... It feels kind of like this content creator stuff is sort of their way of bringing some of that flexibility of the mod community into the console world.
1: That's mm-hmm. true, but at the same time, until they release new modes, yeah. it's gonna f- it is gonna feel a lot. Which they just lot... did. Well, they released the one new mode, but the one of their big mistakes was saying heists are coming. Yeah. And then saying, uh, someday, but in the meantime, have this one.
2: Yeah. They keep when when all like all content. people
1: want is is they want heists and they want those ones, and they're saying, well, we're not going to give you what. Well, it's sometime next year.
2: They, the, sometime the stuff year. they promised at launch, and they keep sliding out things like Beach Bum and then the capture mode.
1: Yeah, it's just um, it's feeling like it's too little. Like, they mm-hmm. put something out, but it's not, it's not big enough. It's not something that will save the way people feel about the game.
2: It's not living like up to the original is, hype.
1: Yes, it is adding to it. It is improving it, but it's improving it a little bit at a time instead of, like, making one big statement improvement.
0: Yeah. You know well. what's crazy? You know what's gonna happen in two thousand fourteen? What's gonna happen? Minecraft in 2014? was originally publicly released for the PC on May seventeenth, two thousand and nine. So in a few months it's gonna be the fifth wow. anniversary. Fifth, fifth anniversary of Minecraft coming out. That game has had a long tail. And I mean, the that, five years since it's been released, it's a radically different and game. And it's than about it was. to come out for the PlayStation, right? Yep. Okay. Well it's on the three now.
1: Yeah, it's on Playstation Three. Right. It's going to come out for Playstation mm-hmm. Four and yeah. Xbox One at some point.
0: So uh, and but not Wii U.
1: But not Wii U According to, Well, they have they have no plans. For okay. Wii U. Let's end let's end okay. though,
0: let's talk. This is the first day of two thousand fourteen. What are you guys looking forward to in two thousand fourteen? Destiny. Destiny? That's yeah. a good one. New bungee title. Um, working I want, on for a long I'm time. looking
1: forward to a Mass Effect four reveal. You think okay. so? Yeah. Okay. Well they've already said they're like, we're working on it. Look, oh just, we got these things going. I'm waiting for them to tell us what it's gonna be. Okay. Uh, Fallout 4 reveal.
0: You were a huge EverQuest fan and you love Oblivion and Skyrim. Are you looking forward to Elder Scrolls online?
1: Uh, no. Okay. I wish that I was. Um, I, I, I would be if I still played MMOs, but because I know that if I play an MMO, I will play it 40 hours a week, I don't play them because I have other games that I want to play as well. Mm-hmm. So I will feel bad missing out on the story that, that comes as part of Elder Scrolls Online, but I, I don't feel like I can commit to it. I just, I can't. I want it, I'm looking forward to see where it goes and if it does well, but not personally.
0: We're getting a flashing signal here. They're trying to give us epilepsy <laughs> while they uh, while they're to tell us. We, we got to leave
2: a buffer in case we have three minutes that need to get cut. For exactly,
0: Gus. So you wrap it up. How about that? Yeah, Jeez, you're the, not on screen,
2: guys. Of course, they have control over it. They're like throwing it up to a three-shot. Like we're about to kick you off. Yeah. So, but
1: yeah. But the, 2014. Hey, what have, are
2: you looking for? We have coffee to? time. Uh, Titanfall. We do have coffee time. Uh, Titanfall. I'm Titanfall. I'm Titan. I think
0: will help shape up this generation of consoles. And I'm
2: looking to titles on the. <clears throat> excuse me. Titles on the PS4 that people want to play.
0: Okay, fair enough. And I, titles
1: on all the consoles. That people I'm want to also
0: looking forward to uh, Destiny. Looking forward to Titanfall. Uh, hoping that hits. Uh, Watchdogs, which was pushed, um, and then I'm also looking forward to f- finding out more information about Fortnite uh, and Sunset Overdrive, which is a Sunset game. Sunset Overdrive was mentioned during the Xbox One announcement, but I haven't seen anything since then. It looks like a lot of fun. And Spark, I'm looking forward to Spark. Spark, Spark be cool. should be really, really, yep. really awesome. Let's and hope the, and it the
1: Xbox One beta for that is due to kick off soon, I think.
0: Spark has Spark is the game this year that has is you know the sandbox game with unlimited promise theoretically we'll that traditionally those games have not been unlimited when they come out but i'm really i really got high hopes for spark limited right. promise thank you all for thank watching you. us through 2013 we launched this podcast this year and it was an immediate hit we have you all to thank for that hopefully you'll join us for the rest of 2014 happy new happy year
1: everybody happy new year